It's time to venture into the Filmverse, a movie fan podcast where we delve into the never-ending re- recesses of cinema and report our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today, on the fifth episode of Into the Filmverse, we'll be discussing the 1973 horror film The Exorcist, our weekly movie watches, and the 1954 classic action-slash-foreign film Seven Samurai. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. You can find me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews. Mitch is M-Y-T-C-H. And you can find Bryce Payne at... Pain Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E. Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. So, a film we've, well, I've been looking forward to, and I'm sure a lot of people have since it's um, in our dearest MCU, uh, Spider-Man 3. Uh, they've announced a few castings for uh, for the film. Uh, they announced that elect- uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro is coming, ba- is coming back to reprise his role. Um... Yeah, I mean, that comes from us from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they basically just announced that, um, let's see, I'll just read the news story here. So, Jamie Foxx, who played classic Spidey villain Electro in the, in the new, uh, or sorry, in the Andrew Garfield starring The Amazing Spider-Man 2, is in final talks to reprise the role for a latest Spider-Man installment starring Tom Holland and being made by Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. I thought they, I thought Jamie Foxx confirmed it on uh, Instagram. Well, I think, yeah, he he did put an Instagram quote, post unquote, up. Exactly. confirmed it. He <laughs> did he did put an Instagram po- post up and said he's like I'm not going to be blue anymore. <laughs> but it, that came down like an hour later because because Marvel's like take that shit down. Exactly. And usually when you hear in talks or in final talks on a uh, movie like one of these Hollywood Reporter or Deadline or Variety, one of these major mo- movie news sites, it means that. Uh, it's basically confirmed. Like they're not going to report the story unless it's uh, final talks. Basically, just means that they got to figure out the final deals of the contract. But the studio says we want you, and then the actor says yes, I want to come back. And usually, ninety percent of the time, those go through. I kind of wish it wasn't Jamie Fox. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, you know, I like Jamie Fox as an actor. He's sort of. I mean, he, I like seeing him in things. I mean, he's doesn't. He's never like pushed me. Or, you know, he's never enthralled me. But yeah, it's it's just yeah. The Spider-Man 2 is probably my least favorite Spider-Man film. <laughs> and Me so too, I'm like, yeah. I really hope it's not, like, the same Electro, but well, different color. Like, Yeah, I hope, it's, okay like, I, hope it's, I hope it's some sort of, like, different iteration of the character in some way that's... I don't know, I just hope they do something original, because I didn't like his version of Electro, and I don't think a lot of people did. No, because it was stupid. He was just fangirling over Spider-Man the entire time. He was, and then he just, like, <laughs> it was just, like, a misunderstanding of why they even... Like, he wanted him as a villain. Villain, exactly, so... I don't know. Um, I just, but I, I feel. But like... that. But that being said, and or so he's playing the same. But he is playing. Well, I do believe he's playing the same Electro as the uh, in the Andrew Garfield ones. So we're like, what does that mean? Like, how does that work out? And then they're like, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, exactly. And coming from us, I don't. I think it was I don't know, a day or two later, um, from the Hollywood Reporter as well. They said Benedict Cumberbatch joins Spider-Man 3 as Doctor Strange. I, I'm actually kind of happy he's going to be in more films because, like, Doctor Strange was in Doctor Strange, made a cameo in Thor Ragnarok, and he was in Fate War and Endgame. Yeah, no, I, I really love the Doctor that's Strange. that's since 2016, so he's been in four fucking projects since 2016, and, mm-hmm. like, two of those are basically just glorified cameos. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I really love the Doctor Strange movie. I, I saw it, When I first saw it, I saw it in 3D, IMAX, and I was like, it was so trippy. When I first saw it, I was just like... I can't. Uh, what am I watching right now? <laughs> I, I did not like it the first time I watched it, but on my recent rewatch of the MCU I did this year, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> but yeah, I just I really love the character of Doctor Strange. I've, I've I watched Benedict Cumberbatch first in a Sherlock series. Um, but they said 
that this the move puts Cumberbatch in the mentor role that was previously occupied by Robert Downey Jr., who played Tony Stark slash Iron Man, and by Nick Fury, that who played in Far From Home. Um, I'm not okay with that. I want <laughs> Spider-Man to be his own character. I'm sick of him being in, like, a child role. <laughs> like, it's no, Spider-Man. So, like, I get it, but I want him to, like, grow up and be his own character, not just, like... Had people holding his hand in every single movie that he's in. That's fair, but I think, and and there there's a point to that. When I think the, I, I do agree with that for the most part. Um, but another thing I would, I would say is like out of all the characters in the MCU, he's the only one that's childlike and that that that, you know, he, he still has those other people to look up to look up to right now, and to and to men, and to, to learn from right now, and so he doesn't make as much of the bigger mistakes that maybe down the line. When we do see a movie where he he has nobody, it's going to be more impactful because you know he's had he's had these lessons learned from all these other heroes. If Electro's not from the Andrew Garfield movies, how much you want to bet he's going to be because of Tony Stark? Oh my gosh, that's terrible! <laughs> Tony Stark round three. <laughs> You're like that was my cousin that you killed. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. I would I would be so upset. It's like. Yeah, but, you know, during the expo in Iron Man Two, a building fell and landed on Jamie Foxx's like family, inspiring him to become Electro, and now man. he's fighting Spider Man. Yeah, that would be some of the <laughs> wacky stuff. I, okay, but with the inclusion of Doctor Strange, a lot of people are, and especially with the new Doctor Strange movie called Doctor Strange and in, in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, we they're basically speculating that uh, there's going to be some sort of Spider Verse going on in the new Spider-Man 3. Um, and now, been... my, my thing is about the, about him being like involved. Sure. Is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness doesn't come out until 2022 now. Right. It doesn't come until but after. Spider-Man comes out in 2021. Right. Now, this could mean that this is going to be like an extended like uh, post-credit scene, you know? Or, uh, well, I mean, God forbid, I don't know if WandaVision I'm... actually has something to do with Spider-Man 3. Or... <laughs> I think Wanda, so WandaVision has been um, said to be tied very much into the Multiverse of Madness. Which so, is why I'm like, maybe she's like also tying into Spider-Man I'm assuming, yeah. leaks or whatever. You know, she creates um, different realities and they have everything starts that blending too. through. I'm going to be how we get like the House of M storyline backwards. Oh, they get introduced like, X-Men that way? Some, maybe. Yeah, like, you know, the, the multiverses start blending into our reality. Which I think That'd would be, be cool. But I'm also like, they set up Spider-Man 3 to be this big like Spider-Man on the run trying to clear his identity and now they're just like yeah we get rid of Doctor Strange in there multiverse yeah Electro <laughs> oh and you know uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield could come back it's like no yeah, just fucking let let the exactly. dude have this have this movie like I want to see like him on the run trying to clear his identity I don't need like and five minutes in, they just say uh, J. Jonah Jameson's a hoax. You know, it's all fake. And Spider-Man's clear. Like, <laughs> they probably much. They probably will. Honestly, I will be um, so mad. Well, that's what. That's exactly what they that's did a, with Aunt May from the end of uh, Homecoming into the beginning of Far From Home. Yeah, so just, or like uh, the blip. How it was just like a joke. Basically, yeah. There we go. Everybody's back. You know, not a big consequence. On to the next movie. Just one <laughs> like, random kid that they add, added an actor in there that nobody even knew before. It's like I can't it's believe like, these are. You could have done, done something so cool with that. But what what I wanted to do jump. Back on is Toby Maguire and Andy Garfield because there are have there have been some reports and I say some because um, it's, it's like not reputable reputable yeah, sources exactly it's sources. it's, oh it's not God. one of your major news sources uh, again those are like Deadline the Hollywood Reporter Variety the Rap those ones are the ones you want to pay attention to anything that comes from like these smaller independent sites they're not saying they're not true but they it's don't less have the believable. it's less yeah. believable because they don't have the um, credibility that these other ones do. Uh, they're basically like, t- 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 exactly to say it's true. Um, 
So they have like there have been sites saying that it's con- it's con- been confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have co- are coming back. I I kind of okay with this one too. Like I'm okay with it. I just don't want them to overshadow what they set up in Far From Home. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely don't want them to overshadow anything either. I definitely want the Spider-Man to be still the central Spider-Man. I don't want even as much as I love Tobey Maguire. He's just gonna come in. Everyone's gonna be like, <gasps> exactly. And Tom, poor Tom Holland's gonna be shoved to the side. They're like. Get out of the way. We're back you to know, the OGs. This is, this is what I really hope happens, because I know Spider-Man 4, for whatever reason, didn't happen. I'm hoping that this sort of sparks a new interest, and maybe they can do more Spider-Man films, and they might even do a Spider-Man 4 from that universe. I'd be okay with Amazing Spider-Man 3, too, because I was really interested in the whole, like, Ben and May disappearing plot line. Oh, right, yeah, that was very different. Or six, and then it's like, eh, Tom Holland. It's like, bye. <laughs> so I think it would, it'll definitely really open up a lot of avenues Um for stuff that didn't happen before. But we've got to wait and see if that actually happens. Yeah, we that got just... a year of speculations and possible postponements to fuck all this up. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of postponements, I move on to our next um, conglomerate of movie news, which I've uh, dutifully dubbed delays, streaming, and write-offs. Oh, my. <laughs> um, so, basically, a lot of films and uh, movies have been either taken off release date or pushed um since last week uh so we have batman was supposed to come out in october of 2021 got pushed to 2022 i'm kind of okay with that because the next year's already packed i mean so that's films so that right it is packed and the one thing about that is at least that's something that's not supposed to come out like, right now that's far off like, okay, like, well, it's supposed like... to come out next month but not now <laughs> right exactly um black adam was removed from the release schedule completely i think and it was supposed to start shooting soon like this year actually but I think just because due, due to everything like with the COVID and, and not being able to shoot in person and not knowing when you're going to be able to shoot and when everybody's schedule is, as far as... I'm pretty sad about this, actually. I was really looking forward to Black Adam being a Shaz, Hackery, Levi. I think it'd be fun, too. But <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Coming to America 2 uh, that's is was bought by Amazon for $125 million, and it's going straight to streaming. It's supposed to come out in a month or two. I've never movies. seen the first one. So I haven't either. Like, eh. But it just, it's just interesting Eddie Murphy's to me. kind of not... Right, Eddie Murphy. Kind of like, Murphy he kind of, he's kind of not aged very well. Like As far as really, like, comedy goes? Yeah, yeah, you don't really hear anything about him past like 2007. You really don't. Yeah, you're it's right. like Shrek the Third, and then he just Shrek the Third. <laughs> um, and then a big one that's happening is Soul, the new Disney Pixar film. Uh, is going directly to Disney Plus in December. To buy all Pixar awards at the Oscars. Right? I mean... Because <laughs> normally they fucking sweep the Oscars. They're like, any movie that comes out from animation? Pixar, Done. best picture animation. Exactly. Every single time. Except for last year. What so, was from last year? I forget. Well, I don't know if... I'm pretty sure it was Toy Story out. 4. No, um... Yeah, it was Spider- Toy Story 4. Spider- 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 no, that was the year 2017. before. Yeah, this one was Toy Story 4 last year. Okay, yeah, you're right. And then they lost to Spider-Verse in right. 2018. Right, exactly. well-deserved. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was Spider-Verse. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to mention, so really the only big tentpole film that comes out the rest of this year, we have like two more months left in this year, um, I guess technically three if you want to consider. October. Right, oct- yeah, October, uh, is Wonder Woman 84. And as much, as much as I'm sure a lot of people... I mean, a lot of other people are excited for it, and... I'm not as excited. Right, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it, but it's, I, it's not like you're going... I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to go see this for sure. But that's if it doesn't get pushed again. It's um, definitely going to get pushed. And that's... It's just not going to be... <laughs> it's not, like, they're going to be suitable for theaters to stay open for two months with only one big movie coming out. I don't know how they're planning on doing that, like, keeping open. 
Um, but there's your... when we went to the new cinema near us, like, that place was kind of packed. Yeah, I... And that was, those weren't but mainly... if you think Okay, but if you think about it, that one was, like, had they had less seats, in, like, in the theater, so it might have been more of, like... Like, they just looked like there's more packed. Yeah, it's also a restaurant and everything else. Right. I mean, they there's probably a... they have more feasibility than normal theater. Exactly. Um, but there is your um, Debbie Downers for the week. Uh, just a bunch of bad screwed bad over. news for the mo- for the movie theater industry right now. Um, but that being said, you'll still be in- still be able to enjoy some stuff at home, and uh, at least you know that a lot of these movies are still planning on coming out. They're just just pushed um, push back, push back exactly, which is sad for a lot of them. But like, I get it. Like, it's understandable with how things are. They don't feasibly make money, but like. I just want new movies. <laughs> I do, too. I love new movies, but... Well, with the more recent movie news dissected and spun into dutiful discussion, let's move on to our movie night watch. Every, each Monday, we gather a bunch of friends together and watch an Oscar-winning Best Picture film, alternating between the older and newer years. On every third week, however, we let one of our valiant friends share a film with the group, and that's what happened this week. This week, we had the pleasure of watching the 1973 horror flick, The Exorcist. Uh, Bryce, what did you uh, think of uh, the tried and true horror film of Exorcist? I've fallen asleep. Um, <laughs> I was I was actually like on my couch, falling asleep watching this movie. Which I mean, it's not because it was a bad film. Don't be wrong. There was a lot of good things in this film. The first like hour and twenty minutes or something like that yeah. was just like boring. Nothing happened. There was no scares. There was just. A mom screaming at doctors about, like, them not treating her daughter, and then a priest being like, yeah, life sucks right now. Here, I guess I can try to help. Oh, wait, no, I can't. I don't have approval of the church. Let me go over here and just do it anyway, because now we have evidence. And it's like, dude, you not see her bed, like, trying to kill this girl? (laughs) Like, they're like... No, I'm pretty sure it's just a it's just a bed, you know. It's like it's just a bed. What? Like the bed tried to you schizophrenia? (laughs) Is it schizophrenia? That's what it is. They're like. Yeah, no, it can't be a possessant possession. That's, that's not that, a thing. That, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist, right? It's definitely know. medication. She needs better medication. Yeah, the mom's yeah. like, her skin's did, peeling off her face. Just needs medication. Yeah, that's right. Did you not see what I just saw? Like, no, we don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> lick me, lick me, lick me. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, yeah, I pretty much eats, I had. Your mother eats cocks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> your mother eats cocks in hell. <laughs> Basically, that movie. Dude, the demon had like the best lines. I, I know. Like, I was laughing so hard. Okay, but here's the thing. So that so basically, I agree for the most part. The first half of the movie was very slow and kind of just just boring. But as soon as it got into the, the major possession of the film, which actually was was a lot more of the movie than I thought it was going to be, uh, it really got kind of funny and it wasn't really scary for me. But I also am very desensitized, so I don't get scared. Yeah, to a lot I mean, of things. I, I I get at the time how scary it was. Right. But I think I like. After so much stuff that we've seen throughout, like, modern day horror, right? this was nothing. It was, like, nothing. It was like, this is, like, almost now, a spoof of horror. Like, that's what I was like. I was like, oh, is this not the spoof movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, a big big one that comes to my mind is uh, This is the End, starring Seth Rogen mm-hmm. and, um, God, I forget his name. He had starred as James Franco. Oh, yeah, Franco. And, like, Jonah Hill gets possessed by a demon, and the guy, and, like, um, Jay is up there, he's like, the power of Christ compels you. The power, the power of Christ, Christ compels you. you. And we the, actually did that. that was pretty, we all said that out loud, like chanting with my friends. It was fun. But like Jonah Hill, what possessed goes, oh, does it, Jay? Does it? Because I got to tell you, it's really not that compelling. It's really not that and compelling. And they're like, did you think that was going to work? He's like, yeah, I saw it in The Exorcist. I forget they did their research. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that, that kind of stuff I appreciate. But I like, this movie just like, maybe it's because they took it so serious. But like, I just, like, I just, I just. 
I just couldn't get into it as much as like I thought I was going to get into it. Same, yeah. I mean, we'll definitely be sure to um, talk about that here later this month uh, when we when we do our like Halloween horror special. We plan on doing here at the end of the month um, of October. So be sure to check that out uh, when we review it. I do have a cool fact about The Exorcist, though. Sure. Uh, so the actress who played Regan, uh-huh. actually, when the bed was shaking, that was she a was, kid, right? Yeah, she was like strapped to the bed while it was shaking. Uh-huh. Went so violently, it actually broke her back and caused her to have scoliosis. Oh my god! Are you serious? So like the screams she's doing are real pain. Oh my god, <laughs> Becky. And I was like, Regan. Oh my god. I was like reading about it, and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like that's pretty freaking brutal. That is brutal. You, you know, a lot of these back to the uh, back to the future. A lot of these uh, behind the scenes. Uh, so, like content you like you bring out to me, I always like makes me appreciate the film a little bit more. Uh, like you know, Jack Jack Nicholson was supposed to be the uh, the priest in the movie. Did you know that he did one? He did didn't he do a different Exorcist where he was the priest? Uh, I think he did one of the newer iterations. Not that he was the priest. At least that's what the, my dad the director said that he was uh, too unholy to ever play a priest. <laughs> <laughs> too damn unholy to ever play a priest. That's what he said about Jack Nicholson. I'm like, nice. Like, that's, that's, that's smooth. That, you know, that's just... Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, <laughs> well, with that... So, uh, oh, actually, yeah, let's see. I have, I have another thing about the crucifixion sure. masturbation scene where she's like, oh, yeah. fuck you, Jesus, and like, trying, like shoved it. Um, that was actually toned down for the movie. Toned it's down? A, it's actually more brutal in the book, apparently. Oh, all right, in the book. I'm sure it is. A lot of this stuff could probably be a lot creepier. Like, what the? This chick stabbing herself in the putang pie with a with a <laughs> cross? Oh no! Uh, it's also the first horror film ever to be nominated for best picture. Oh, was it really? And I, the I, only I other ones were Get Out, Jaws, The Silence of the Lamb, and The Sixth Sense. Get Out was nominated for. How did I not know that? Yeah, it was nominated in 2017. But that's all. That's all the horror movie films. Ever well, nominated. the thing about horror movie films, it's really hard to make good horror films. Or it's not hard, but for some reason, it's just not done well. Like you don't make. People don't make good horror films. I don't really know why. Horror, horror is up there with comedy. It's like right, exactly. either the easiest or the hardest. Exactly, exactly. Genre you can make. you can make horror films like super easy for super easy. They're just not going to be good. Good, exactly. <laughs> same, exactly. Same thing with comedies. Is you can make comedy super easily, but you're not necessarily going to be good. And that's really the main issue with horror films. Um, I do I do like the amount of. Uh, effect they put on the uh, church in this movie mm-hmm. but it also like makes you feel like how times have changed because now when there's church in a movie usually people will just disregard the entire film yeah you're like uh nope <laughs> it's no like, church um, for me God, I don't, did you watch the best picture nominee that we had to watch it was like uh it was like a, a, a singing pastor going to like a new church and he's like young and hip and old yeah yeah oh, i think was it america no it wasn't american Paris, was it no it was oh god i can't remember what it was called it was one in, like, 1940s. Going My Way, I think it's called. Huh. Okay, yeah, I think I sort of remember... I think I sort of remember that, but... But, yeah, um, that's, like, you know, it was another one of those church movies where it's just, like, they, they put so much emphasis on how great the church is, and then when people start realizing that, like, the church isn't as good as they say, they have errors and fallacies, and... Yeah, usually when something's in, when a movie has central ground on a church, it's very negative light. Yeah, it's controversial, not... because there's, like, propaganda for church almost now. But, I mean, this, I mean, that's the nice thing about The Exorcist is, like, at least the church was like, I'm just trying to do the right thing, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like a spotlight that we just, that I just watched, where it was like, oh, yeah, the church actually has pedophiles in it raping kids. It's like, wow, that's uh, pretty dark. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty dark, man. Um, no, the, the Exorcist was pretty good. I think I gave it, like, three and a half out of five, if I remember. 
Once yeah. again, I was like half asleep because, you know, it's putting me to sleep until the last like 20 minutes. Wow. Well, with that out of the way, uh, we will move on to our weekly movie watches. Um, so, Bryce, do you want to talk about what movie you watched this week? Oh, God. Let me uh, let me go to Letterboxd real quick because uh, sure. I don't really want to talk about Frozen 2. So. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Frozen 2. <laughs> Because that was the that was the most recent film I watched. I watched a documentary. I also don't really want to talk about that. Um, you had mentioned, um, was it Matt Damon that started in the film? Yes, I watched The Martian. I loved this movie. Okay, for those of you listening that don't know, I hate sci-fi. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> that's such a big claim, but like the only ones I really like is Star Wars because it's not like sure, in my yeah. mind Fantasy, sci-fi, sort of sci-fi, knights like with lasers kind of thing. Yeah, but like. Things like Alien, which controversial, everyone's gonna be like, "How dare you?" I hate Alien. I really, I hate the whole franchise. I've seen every single one. I gave it a fair shot. I tried. I don't like it. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I can't. But I will get to it eventually at some at some point here. But. That's why I'm not rushing. You're like, I want to watch it. I'm like, ah, oh, man, you're kind of waiting because so I don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but as far as the Martian went, how did how, how did that experience go for you? Okay, so. I was kind of, I was watching and I started and I was like, wow, they're already on Mars? Holy shit. They, they skipped the whole like journey? Nice. I was really like worried they're going to be like the whole like first half of the movie is just going to be going there. And I was like, fuck, I really don't want to watch just like people traveling to rocket to Mars. And so they start off, they're on the planet, they're like doing their research and then a storm hits and they basically rush aside and they're like, well, we got to go. Otherwise we're going to be stuck here and our ship's going to crash. So they all go run outside and the storm hits and Matt Damon's character got hit by debris and flew away from the group. And they thought he died, so they left. <laughs> oh, wow. And so he's sitting there with this big rod impaled in him. He's like, gets up and walks back to his base and pulls it out. And he sits Ugh. there and looks at the camera and he's like, I got to figure out how to survive here for five years after 100 day- or after 200 days of food. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, this is the luckiest fucking thing in cinema history. I swear to God, he's a botanist. <laughs> he's a right. The, go- the only guy that gets stranded on Mars is a botanist. Which a botanist is somebody who can grow like if, basically a, far, a really skillful farmer. And like the I was like, Science what are farmer. the odds if any of the other people had got trapped here, there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching The Martian like I probably uh, quite a few years ago. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of Matt Damon, and I'm also not a huge sci-fi fan, just like pure sci-fi. Especially say like real space movies, I just don't generally like. I really for some it. reason like this just looks really connected with me. I like I like I like really like this movie. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't slow like uh, Inception. Inception was really good, but it was really slow. Especially when you just have the one character, like yeah. pretty much for the most part. Yeah, he's like with other people, but it's really not about right. them. This one is just about one character though, and about his like fight to survive. And one of my favorite things is when they go back to Earth and they're like, look at the camera, and they're like, holy shit, stuff's moving up there. Like, why is it moving? <laughs> and then they're like, is he alive? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's alive. They're like, oh, fuck, we can't let this get out because everyone's going to be mad if we left a dude up on Mars. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, it just it was really ended up being a, like a really good film. Yeah, dude, I, I was, I, blown, I'd, I'd I was recommend. blown away. I was, I think right now on my list on Letterboxd. Especially if you don't usually like like sci-fi movies. No, and then I was I was like, gripped at this entire film because I was just like, I really wanted him to survive and every single time something like went and hit him down and like gone to where he's like, all right, I got to figure this out again. I'm like, yeah, you do that. You solve this problem. You need to do this. 
Right, it's just so weird, like, how they made one dude, like, on, on Mars. And strangely, Matt Damon was really charismatic in this film. Like, right. I actually enjoyed him in this. Because right, exactly. I'm looking at, like, uh, Fortress of Ferrari, which I know you liked, but it's not because of him. It's because of Christian Bale. Mostly, yeah. He's just, like, he always feels like he gives kind of flat performances. Like, he's just there to be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good actor. I'm here to do a paycheck kind of attitude, My in my opinion. That's how I view him. Because I haven't seen him in very much that I'm like, yeah, it looks like he's really trying to put, like, an Oscar-worthy performance or something. Right, I think, exactly. uh, no, no, that's Leo. Yeah, I don't know what he's done. This has been, like, nominated for Best Picture, really, except for, like, Ford vs. Ferrari. But, um, in my 2015, because, uh, people that don't know, on my letterbox, I am going through every single movie nominated for Best Picture, like, ever. <laughs> and I'm wow. going backwards. So, right now, I'm in 2015, which doesn't seem like a lot, but... It's a lot of films. It's a lot of I films. Mean, well, it's, like, nine a year. Nine yeah. a year, Exactly. And I'm trying to keep up with where we are in our movie watches. So every month, every week, I'm like, I gotta watch like nine films this, so you, for you, this you year. So you can decide which one you would have voted for. Like, I was, year. I was a little behind on 2015 because I like really didn't want to watch a lot of these. That's right. Because I was like, I don't really want to watch a romance called Brooklyn, or I don't want to watch Bridges Spies. It's almost three hours long, or I don't want, like. I was like, The Big Short. I really don't want to watch that either. Like, I don't want to watch that, man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting there. I'm finally started watching them. I got until ne- I got until uh, two Mondays, so we're, right, right. we're doing good. Yeah, because next week is the um, nineteen fifty three um, older film. Yeah, yeah um, this one's actually really long too. It's almost three hours. Sweet. Well, but um, yeah, I think Martian. Actually, I'm checking right now. Yeah, Martian is number one on my twenty fifteen Best Picture nominees ranking. Oh wow! Spotlight's actually last place. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see Spotlight, but. It didn't sound too great from what you. Well, were so far, about. so far, twenty fifteen, I've seen The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Oh, wow, I really liked Room, which I also watched this week, but I'm not going to get into that because it's a very Room is a very good movie. It's a good movie, but it's a really slow, mer- slow movie. Like nothing really happens till almost an hour in. For some reason, I, I remember watching that just kind of like, I, I just like a, a fracture of a memory watching that. I don't know why. Like <laughs> it was just I, I, I checked. I, I, I checked when they got out of the room, like the titular room. It was an hour in. Okay, that's what I, out of an hour I, yeah. and fifty long minute movie. Right. It was like exactly. So it's like. Not really much happens in there, and the kid screams a lot. But otherwise, it can be I really very annoying. Yeah, I really like the plot though, and I really like like Brie Larson in that movie. But anyway, uh, the Revenant we saw together. I think you were there. Were you there? I wasn't, but I did see. But I have Who seen was the Revenant. There was two other people when I watched that. I don't remember. I know Skylar was there. But um, Sweet. we watched the Revenant, and then I watched the Martian. And the Martian is so far my favorite one. It's like four and a half out of five for me. And that's, that's rare because I hate sci-fi movies. So I was like, "This was for a rate so high." This one's amazing for me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, so I had the chance—well, not the chance—to uh, watch. Chris, I guess I guess the chance, the pleasure to watch uh, Chris Evans be a banana split in um, not another teen movie. <laughs> um, th- this is where the infamous see, uh, or I guess memes come from. Of, of you know, you see Chris Evans with his. Uh, Banana on his butt, all naked, with like the w- w- uh, Mirk whip on his nipples. I don't know why I was thinking that's from Fantastic Four. For oh my gosh, why would you think? And then I don't know because Johnny Storm's one, like that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and it's also the one where he walks up to the the window, uh, or not the window, but the picture, and he looks at himself, and he goes, "Nice," and he walks away. So um, it all just sounds like Johnny Storm. I don't know. What right? You're no, exactly. <laughs> that's. I mean, it pretty much is. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not gonna talk about this movie too much because it's really just silly and kind of dumb. But I really, I enjoyed it though because at least out of all spoof movies, this one was filled with um, some sort of heart and message. But by the end of it, uh, even if it was just sort of like a 
simple message, but it was something more. This is what this is what spoof movies should be like. So that's why it's like if you want to ever see a spoof movie that is done the way a spoof movies should be, and not like just kind of just like you throw in too many dumb moments for and there's not a scary there. movie. Well, I think the first scary movie was pretty good, but the rest of them were kind of lame. Like, but yeah, but I'm gonna the, make you watch epic movie. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I already. Well, I think I've already seen that. Oh. I, that's like a guilty pleasure film. I just find it so stupid. I find it so funny. Oh, I know. I watched The Hungover Games. That's what I watched. That one was oh, trash. Yeah, Epic movie, man. That's going to blow I you might away. Have that that one that, is but... complete trash. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the, the spoof movie is completely a spoof, but it does so well of doing it that it like it creates some sort of its own its own messages for a movie by then. It says something different than just like, here's all the stupid stuff in this movie. Um, yeah. Well, with our thoughts on the various content we watched through, throughout the week spiraling into the filmverse, let's move on to our filmverse feature. Each week before our podcast, we watch a film that the other person hasn't seen or just wants the other person to see. Uh, last week, Bryce chose the 1954 action-slash-drama classic that inspired a whole generation of filming, filmmaking, Seven Samurai. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll go first because um, I've already seen it. Yeah, he's already seen it before. My first time seeing it. Um... I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, I know I probably didn't look like it while I was watching it, but uh, I had... I mean, it's it's a very long movie. Way longer than it ever should be, I, I think. A movie should be um, without some sort of more plot to drive it forward than what was in that movie. Um, it was literally just like an hour for gathering a team, an hour for making a plan and how to... Making a plan, and then another hour and like 20 minutes for doing the uh, the actual final battle. I was like, if you ever watch a battle for an hour and a, like hour and twenty minutes, it gets kind of like stagnant at a certain point. Except in Endgame. Well, yeah, I mean, but that was like three that was, hours. That was fifty minutes for Endgame. I don't know if you've ever timed that. It's was a, it really? It's like a forty-five minute, fifty-minute battle. Well, I did, I did not know that. It's like up to the last twenty minutes of the movie. It's like wow. it's a long battle and it flies by like that. It's so fast. Well, that's the thing. It's all about pacing. <laughs> um, and this one didn't have that great of pacing. But I do recognize it for what it was, um, and just being very influential throughout the cinema. Um, so I definitely um, appreciate it, at least. Have you ever seen so much Japanese butt in your life? There was a lot of Japanese butt in that film. <laughs> Let's just say that, yeah. There was like that one guy at the end, and you're like, why is he not wearing any pants? I was like, they have honor, they don't attack down there. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, why is that dude not wearing pants? Um, there, you know, there's a lot of moments that are just like very tropey. And cliche, but I think that might be just be due to the passage of time and so many other people using it. Since this was one of the first films that people use stuff to base stuff on. Oh yeah, dude, there's so much. Um, so, so I just much. like I'm gonna look me seeing it. Me seeing it now just makes me think that like it's cliche, but it's really not. Since it was the beginning of not filmmaking, but just the beginning of um, that type of filmmaking, I guess. Um, there is a there's actually entire articles in film schools they have to read about like the. Uh, it's like the uh, and amount of films that this is inspired, like um, a Bug's Life, <laughs> oh, wow. Django Unchained, The Matrix Revolutions, which a Bug's Life is my favorite Pixar movie, by the way. Mad which Max, I think I said last Fury time. Road, Star Wars. <laughs> there's like yeah, the episode of The Mandalorian, right? Yeah, but there's also um, I mean, honestly, anything you have to go out and get somebody to to come back and fight for something is probably Seven Samurai. Like they could say, oh yeah, this is based off the Seven Samurai. But it also has to do with, like, um, Akira Kurosawa's directing in general. He's, right. one, he's, like, the most famous Japanese director in history. I gotta say, for being as old as it was, it still was, like, pretty entertaining. Like, that's why I, I, I gotta give it that props. Because, like, it was, nev- it was never, like, 
I hate watching this. It was just like, this is just really slow, but like, it's still sort of entertaining. I can still find some value in everything, every scene. Yeah, and what's even funnier is they have actually remade so many of Akira Kurosawa's films, and they just haven't, like, been recognized nearly as much as his original. Wow. Like, they have made, like, uh, a, like Samurai so, 7, which is an animated series, which is based on The Seven Samurai. So, I forgot to mention Mikuru, this. which is a remake. But, so, Seven, Seven Samurai, the synopsis for it is, uh, a samurai answers a village's request for protection after he falls on hard times. The town needs protection from bandits, so the samurai gathers six others to help him teach the people how to defend themselves, and the villagers provide the soldiers with food. A giant battle occur- occurs when 40 bandits attack the village. So, basically just three and a half hours of that. There's no nothing else besides that. But <laughs> I mean, at least like, all the characters have their own personality, which is nice. That I did I did mention that, yeah, in my, my review of it. The characters, each character has their own personality and individuality, and there's more going on. I guess there's a little bit more going on than just that. Um, there's some, like, love romance stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, romance, right. There was That wasn't very much romance. Be a samurai! <laughs> yeah, that was kind of whack. But there's something... There There are little... There are elements here and there of each character and them kind of progressing through their own journey. You know, like, the wise sensei, the, like, loyal second-in-command... Mm-hmm. The lone wolf kind of samurai who's just like manages to do everything by himself till he gets shot by a musket. Uh, exactly. Yeah. There's there's quite a bit in there, but I I definitely recommend seeing it at least once. Um, if not to just, I mean, if you're a fan of film, otherwise it is such I don't an know. influential film. It is. It is exactly, and I, I really do appreciate having been able to see it because at least I'll be able to reference back to it and be like, hey, this is this has very similar elements from it's the like, Samurai because, um, it's up there with like Sis and Kane for its influential. Like, it's, it's up there with, like, this is one of those movies that if you're into film, if you want to, like, learn about film, if you're passionate about film, this is one of those movies you have to watch. Like, it's right. almost like a requirement to have this Exactly. Film. You can't call yourself a film fanatic until you do. Or you get, like, a pundit. That's or... why, like, when I seriously started getting into film and, like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch this movie. Like, it, I have to. It's, like, a requirement. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's an unofficial requirement to be a film buff. <laughs> so, well, thank you for letting me see that. I definitely appreciate it. Um, so... I don't think you're gonna be happy with me with on this one because I I mean I'm hoping um, that you'll you'll find some enjoyment out of it. It's Space Jam, I'm walking out. <laughs> <laughs> Just have you watch Space Jam again? No, um, we're gonna so we're gonna watch uh, next week. Um, we are going to watch Remember the Titans. This is my favorite. Um, I guess it's a Disney film, uh, basically a f- about a f- football team um, back when segregation and uh, you know, uh, that was, it was a huge issue. Um, and it's when this, basically this school, high school has to integrate, um, white and black people and basically become, become a great team. Not a, not a great team, but just become a great community based on this one football team. And that's what it kind of revolves around. This is this, this is that movie where the one dude's in like the hospital and the guy goes in the visits and they're like, you can't be in here. He's like, well, can't you see we're like brothers or something yep, like that? Exactly. Okay. okay. I know that scene. Exactly. Um, and, uh, I know you don't like sports movies. But this I'm, has. I'm a, actually okay with this one because my family used to watch it when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I never really watched it because, you know, I was a kid. And I, was a kid. I wasn't really, like, into it. But my dad and my grandpa were really big fans of this movie. Yeah, I definitely. I, this movie is, like. I just get chills thinking about it every time. I mean, there's. For some reason, I, I always confuse sunshine. this movie with, uh, with uh, The Blind Side. Oh, yeah. See, I watched The Blind Side, too. It was not, it's not as good. Not nearly as good. It's not even on the same level for me, anyways. Uh, but this, to me, it will go down. I, I probably. Should put one of this as my one of my favorite movies because it's it definitely is. 
It's so hard to pick favorite movies. It really is, though. <laughs> but this one, it's one of, it's, for me, it's one of those things, like, you, it just hits something else special inside of me. And that's that's all it really is. Like, Spider-Man, I was just like, I could just sit down, whenever I'm sad, I could just sit down and watch that movie, and I could just feel better about my life. I should see. <laughs> I can't do that with any film. There's just, I don't think there's a movie in, like I've watched where I'm like, yeah, if I watch this, if I, I can watch this any time, I'm like, uh, I can watch something new, though. Fair. <laughs> Uh, sweet. Well, thank you for joining us as we... Oh, wait. There was something else I wanted to mention. Possessor? Oh, yeah. I guess we talked about that real quick. So, <laughs> we watched this um, film called Possessor over the weekend. I didn't... We, apparently, we, there's two different versions. Really? So, there's, like, the theatrical version, which apparently is, like, toned down and not as, like, gruesome. And then there's the unrated, which we watched. So, basically... Or uncut, uncut quote, right. unquote, whatever. So, basically, it's about this woman who's able to take over people's minds and uh, basically use use their actions and i guess she is works for this woman who does contracts and she's like well, she works for the government right i, I like, wasn't really doing like that. assassinations right exactly assassinations basically but this woman like doesn't want to do the assassinations anymore but like ladies like you're gonna do them and the film was i did not like it at all i know bryce really enjoyed it um but the whole thing for me was it just felt too slow, not not slow as far. It's just too slow in the fact that there was nothing much going on above surface level. I had to watch videos to explain this movie to me because I I really enjoyed watching it, mm-hmm. but I I'll be honest, I didn't really understand why I enjoyed watching it because I was like, this is so good, and then I was like, you and Skyler were both just like, eh, and I was like, eh, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. I, yeah, I'm not really sure why. <laughs> um, I, you know, most most films I can see why somebody else would like that, but to me that was just I, I, I don't know. I just sat there and I was like, "What is this film?" Like, it was just a lot of like, like trippy, not trippy, but just kind of like concussive um, images like splashed across the screen, and I'm just like, I think this is supposed to make me feel like scared, but I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't I I took it as like you're supposed to be scared and lost at free will, kind of thing. right. Well, no, I, I understand that, but I guess. As far as like, but oh, I guess my main thing is I didn't care about the characters. Yeah, I'll be honest, it's not a character-driven film, right? But it's like, not, it's I not. feel like if you, if for that to work, for me to be scared about like losing my own will, I have to be like the fact that I, I have to care about the characters that are losing their wills, and so that's why I just like I care, I cared about the main character, like I liked her and what her she, her journey was going on, even though she was barely in the film, <laughs> right? Even though she was barely in the film half the time, but I just didn't like the, the guy, like I didn't care oh, about no, him. He was a, he was a douche. But I just, I really liked seeing them struggle for control of the body. Like, he was like, where are you? Like, he didn't know what was happening. And she was all, See, that, like, that last, like, five minutes him. was, like, there was, like, a certain, like, last five minutes that was really cool. But it wasn't even, like, but, but see, my issue was, is that the whole resolution just came to after too much other baggage that I wasn't into it when it, when it got to that last part. And so when it, when the big climactic, um, you know, uh, thing happens, I don't want to spoil what happens, um, it, it just, fell flat to me because i'm like i don't care i really don't care about any of these people right now i don't know i didn't care about anybody i just enjoyed the movie like i and was like it was a movie that i felt i guess i didn't understand i was just like that's fair i mean okay i, 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 I enjoyed it. what it was trying to do i enjoyed the like plus it was by one of your favorite um this your son of your favorite director right or one of my favorite directors yeah, yeah. it's like um he, it's directed by brandon cronenberg and if you recognize cronenberg it's because he's the son of david cronenberg who directed movies like the fly and dead ringers and um, couple, couple other body horror films. He's really popular in body horror genre. 
Well, and it's really not, none of his films were really, um, I won't say character driven, but like the ones I've seen aren't really character driven. They're more like unnerving. Like what you're watching is just unnerving. Hmm. Like uh, Dead Ringers is about twin gyne- gynecologists who like sleep with the same women and like one of them gets addicted to drugs. And it's, it's more of just like what what's happening more than like the story. Huh. That makes, it, that makes sense. I mean, you, you gotta just kind of like let yourself fall into it. Yeah, like it's all about feeling the horror, I guess. It's not about trying to understand what makes it scary. It's just unnerving to watch. Yeah, and that's definitely um, something I'll have to touch on more when we do our horror episode, as I mentioned before, because I definitely want to get into like horror discussions with you because I know you're a big horror fan. Um, more of a slasher fan, but I'll slasher watch anything. Fan, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And as I far like, as horror like films go. Horror. <laughs> I've only been a fan of the recent stuff, but we'll, we'll definitely get into that here a little bit later. Into, into some Art Deco horrors that I've seen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for joining us as we talk movie news, shared our thoughts on The Exorcist, Seven Samurai, and delved into our weekly movie watches. Be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. You can stay connected with Bryce Payne on Letterboxd at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by following me on one of my slew of uh, social medias, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, and on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And Mitchell and Mitch is spelled with a Y, so it's going to be M-Y-T-C-H-E-L. Uh, that's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior! So much better. <laughs>